0: Hi, welcome to Talk About the Passion. This is part two of the discussion of Neil Peart with Brian Smith and Guy Weatherby. I'll make this short, so enjoy.
1: I didn't realize he was a giant. Um, It made a lot of sense when I found that out because all of a sudden I realized why I couldn't play the instruments hard enough to make them sound like what he did. Sure. Hi-hat part wouldn't come out right. Mm. You suddenly realize, oh, if I jump off the fucking chair and put everything I have into trying to break this hi-hat, I can bring that sound. Right. But I can't do it for 20 minutes. Right. And he could. And he just had was huge... His Powerful, like a mighty player. Yeah, mighty. That's that's. And, and what's even weirder about it is he's so mighty, and so such a detailed level of being meticulous about the details of yeah. every little piece of. How are you hitting like like somebody with a sledgehammer?
0: Yeah,
1: and putting down some intricately patterned, beautiful. Right. That doesn't make any sense. Two of, of his doing? favorite
2: drummers, and he would, he has moon total, and right, bottom, moon and bottom, right? Yeah. Two, to, you know, Moon wasn't a physically uh, big guy. Sa- yeah, but, but his playing. But he was, was savage. He played like
1: that. <laughs> he was.
2: He ba- was totally
1: savage. Yeah. Bottom, on
2: the other hand, was a, was a imposing Huge, guy, but very guy. very intricate feel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, he he played sometimes a, almost a whole beat behind the rest of well, the song. Well, again, in the documentary the when,
1: when they've got basically got Alex convinced that Neil should be in the band, and he's like, ah, he played like Keith Moon and John Bonham at the same time. So maybe right, right. You're like, yeah. So he- so, so here's
2: Moon with all those, you know. Rapid, rapid fills. Every every song is just one it's long films, drum fill. Yeah. Three and a half minutes of fill. Which fills. is amazing. Some footage right?
0: you see of him, he doesn't even have a hi-hat on the right. drum no set. Right, no hi-hat. I, I said that to hi-hat. him recently. Said, what are you yeah. talking
1: about? I'm like, Keith Moon? Yeah.
0: There's no I'm like, you know the Doors? no song that You know the Doors adds. is nope. no bass? Yeah. Keith
1: Moon? No hi-hat. Yeah. And then you watch all this footage of him and go, what a bitch it must have been to play with Damn. him. Right. <laughs> If you're John Paul Jones, oh, yeah. is ridiculous, we'll talk but, to Pete Townsend. He'll tell you all about right. it. Right. But now, now, now to, to bring yeah, yeah, that, that back. Quote a while back that people got pissed. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm glad they're dead, because now I don't have to try to play <laughs> right. with them anymore. And know? that's not, he,
2: did, he didn't mean it that
1: way. You I, know what? I, I totally t- took it. From yeah. go, I meant that. Yeah. I, I I knew exactly and, what he meant. <laughs> and from the minute he said it, I never thought he meant anything other than no disrespect they were so good. Yeah. Right. Like, that was the thing. Right. You know how good they were? They're so fucking good. I'm glad they're dead, because playing with them is a drag, because right. it's hard. Yeah, yeah. right. Um... I wanted to ask you guys this, and I know it's kind of getting off the subject, but this is already off. What are we, on eight hours now, whatever it is? <laughs> um, what about the first time eventually Rush has, to, those guys have to come forward and talk about it?
0: Yeah, no, none of them has really made us, there's been yeah. like an official statement from... But
1: but you know what I mean? And, and what is it going to be like going forward, having to watch... I mean, here's the thing, and, and I don't mean this to be a dick, I swear to God I don't. Neil, having gone so far out of his way his entire career to basically avoid the limelight. Yeah. For it for now, forever or whatever, until whenever, having to watch just Getty and Alex talk about Rush yeah. isn't gonna be that different. Yeah. They've been Is doing it, it gonna be peculiar that Neil's not there? No, he's never there.
0: Yeah.
1: Never. Like, I remember we my friend Mike came by last night, and we must have watched the thing with Jason Siegel and Paul Rudd meet Rush three or four times, yeah. because it's brilliant. The yeah. comedy of it right. is brilliant. It's so good. If anyone's never seen that, go watch that clip. Jason Siegel, is that his name, right? Yeah. And Paul Rudd meet Rush, um, because you can tell through the whole thing that those guys are like,
2: fucking Rush,
1: like, yeah. dude, right now we're talking to these brilliant. guys, and... Um, it's incredible that they maintained that level of humble, just like, uh, oh, it's funny. Yeah. How? Like, you guys know who you are? You're godlike. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Godlike. But, but they also do, you know
2: they know. Right? Is it beyond the lighted stage where they talk to <laughs> Billy Corgan among other people?
1: It is. Well, they do talk to him, but he's also famous for doing a big thing about them at the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah. yeah. He's a fanboy. Yeah. For sure. And I don't like him. Like, well, I tried, that was harsh. And I don't like him. I don't okay. like his music. I don't care. Yeah. Okay. it's a great drummer, though. He
0: uh, is? What?
1: No, no. The, in that band, in oh, Smashing oh, yeah. Pumpkins. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Chamberlain. Jimmy Chamberlain. Oh, my God. What a great drummer. But I, I don't really care about the band. But yeah. I've watched a ton of Jimmy Chamberlain's drum shit that often goes with that shit. Yeah. Um, but Billy Corgan comes across much like everybody else in that movie, which I think is amazing from across such an amazing, diverse range from Billy Corgan to Jack Black to fucking Trent Reznor, right. to the bass player from Rage Against the Machine, to Zach Wild, this crazy right. array of people from music are like, these dudes are not even human. Yeah, They're one of the, and that says so much to me. And I'm sorry, I cut you off. What no, you talking I about Billy? I, that,
2: that was basically where I was going, that he was just really heartfelt in his appreciation for the band, and yes. what they meant to him, and what the music meant, and even though you wouldn't put Smashing Pumpkins and, and Rush on in a room, just in general, right. right? Necessarily, yeah, right, of course. It makes a whole lot of sense if you get into the esoteric nature of each band, but... But you wouldn't necessarily put them together just right. on a space, Same for sure surface. with Nine
1: Inch Nails. I, right. now, I love a lot of Trent's stuff, too, anyway. Right. I never knew for decade. I right. never knew that he was a fan, even right. though I liked his band and I loved Rush for so long. Yeah. But it was really heartwarming to me to see him in that, because I think he represents a part of music culture that's a very, very different thing than what Rush represents. Yeah. And to have one of the godfathers of a number of very important musical movements show up in that documentary without any kind of irony or shame or anything and be like, it's one of the best fucking bands of all time. I know you love fucking Terrible Lie and fucking Industrial and you want to... Yeah, I get that. Go and buy this fucking record. That's how good this is. And I think that that literally is the kind of thing where his clout is such that overnight... Hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of, like, goth fans went, Rush is the one.
0: Yeah.
1: Because he said so. And what's crazy about it is that he's not wrong. Yeah. They appeal to those people. Those people, goths, are going to hear subdivisions and fuck. go, fuck... Subdivisions is urban goth music.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's it's not goths with violins and cellos. It's goths with keyboards and Simmons drum pads. The way I it's always, amazing, yeah. and and... Like, like Dave Monaghan once famously put it, Subdivisions is fucking Joy Division playing a Yes cover. which <laughs> <laughs> is one of the best things I've ever heard in my right. life because it's perfect. Mm-hmm. I always figured
2: if I'm a Rush fan and... and from way back and I yeah. found, I found that music with Brian early. Yeah. So it, it it's one of my four. There's nothing you can do about the music you find right. early. You find where no, you are. It's an find. accident, yeah. you're lucky, right? Before I heard and heard Rush question, before though. Brian and I had listened to Rush a, a note of it yeah. before we'd heard it on the radio or had a cassette in our hands. The only music I was listening to was by it was passively.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, stores radio stations, right? Whatever. Kind of. And then the music that my
1: parents had. Yeah. Which and you were actively at that time, like his record. His parents had a cool record collection. They did because his mom was a professional. She was musician. a musician, yeah. yeah. And his dad got cool music. So early on, both of our parents had great record collections, yeah. even though they didn't care like right. we did. Like, guy was a your parents' record collection turned me on to Gordon Lightfoot, yep, Johnny Cash, yep. I mean, important, important fucking Dawn shit. Don McLean. I had my finger painted that way all throughout 5th and 6th grade with an American flag with just yeah. one star. Yes. Bye-bye, Miss American Pie. And, um, my parents... You know, Classic Albums has a documentary about that album? Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't want to watch it, and I won't. You will, because you can't I'm go gonna to watch... watch every one. I have to but... watch every one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but as a kid, like, my parents had some cool... Like, my dad was big on Elvis. Yeah. And he was big on um, big bands, yeah. which got me going. Yeah. But what's crazy is that I drew an immediate parallel between Gene Krupa and hearing Neil Peart. <clears throat> yeah. The same spirit of what that... Playing the drums like an instrument, not just to keep the time. Yeah, Yeah, he's godlike so. and un above reproach. Even though... I think.
2: I got rushed early. Um... I was able to, uh, for some reason, I became a mu- fan of just all music, and yeah. I, wanted to, I wanted to check out all of it. Yeah, that was yeah. my thing, and, too. And, and I didn't get scattered. it Scattered that there were
1: genres. Yeah, yeah, it didn't matter. It was all just, just music to me.
2: Yeah. I, I wanted to absorb as much that, that looked interesting. And so yeah. back in those days, if you had a couple bucks, you went down to the record store, and hopefully they had used in new stuff, and you flipped through stuff you could afford, and yeah. anything that looked interesting, you grabbed it up.
0: Right. Yep, exactly. So
2: yeah. I always figured, if I'm a Rush fan from being a kid, But I also ended up finding my life with the Thrill Kill Cult albums that I really liked. Yeah, yeah. Then there's no reason a Nine Inch Nails fan can't go back and say, oh, you know what, I was a Nine Inch Nails fan when I was (laughs) really young. Right. I can go back and check out this Rush band. and And uh, I dig it. I'm in. I didn't know, but now I'm there. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. Thrill Kill Cult came to me way later. Way later than Rush. But as soon as I heard it, I, there was no parallel right. to Rush. But I'm like, this is an interesting band. That yeah. that first album, Confessions of a Knife. I don't know if you guys know that record. Mm. A little bit, very not not like you do, and but it, 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 I'm familiar it's, with the. Let, let, I let's, know what it is. Yeah. Let's throw a cliche out there. If there's one Thrill Kill Cult record you need, yep. it's Confessions of a Knife. Yeah. And and if you like anything that's remotely close to Nine Inch Nails and everything, uh, and Ministry. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. This yeah. isn't that band. Right. But as soon as you hear, you're like, oh, of course, right? right. I, I, and, and when you realize how early it was, yeah. it, it'll blow your brain apart, right? So, when I found that band, it it didn't conflict with Rush. Right. It didn't fit in with them. It was yeah. just something that I could just add right. to. When add I started getting into so, metal, so to hear people like Trent Reznor, talk about Rush, and hopefully, uh, any any Nine Inch Nails fan says, really that yeah. no rush and maybe it takes and maybe it doesn't but if you get something out of it, you just add it to your repertoire saying yeah. well oh, I that, mean, that's on my playlist now too i love that ever expanding i uh, mean trent Reznor that is one the person kind of can a person. mention a, a band or a musician and it expands you you know it just it, it expands i feel like universe. trent
1: Reznor isn't a bowie or uh you know he he's he's a modern era person in the in the vein of like what bowie was or something in the sense that the people that love you know his hardcore fans he's like john lennon yeah to them he's trent reznor right and that's what i mean is like him being part of what he's supposed to be part of the industrial it's dark gothic this thing to come on to that rush documentary without like a second thought and be right. like oh this is the coolest fucking thing of all time <clears throat> i think is amazing because it shows that what he's doing is in there sort of like um I don't know. I, w- I want people to understand that just because something isn't exactly what you love, part of what you're doing is, and it's all. Why can't you, you know, appreciate how good this is, even though you don't like it? Right. I guess is how I put it. And and for him, um, Tim Commerford is that the guy's name from Rage Against the Machine? That bass player is just yeah. so amped on Rush, you're know, yeah. like. And people say, "Are you surprised at any of that as a Rush fan?" And I'm like, oh, "Absolutely not." Yeah. I hear the rush in every one of those bands easily. Right. like, And so do they. They know that. The Foo Fighters, come on. As soon as the first time, way before the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the first time I ever saw Taylor Hawkins set up that little fucking drum kit with a 20-inch kick drum right, and the fucking two, the six and eight-inch concert tom over the right. hi-hat, I was like... Fuck off, bro! I know exactly what that is. We all know what that is. Yeah. That's fucking Passage to Bangkok. Is what any, that any is. Any Rush fan knew exactly. And then, this and dude. then, literally two years later, they're putting them in the Hall of Fame, and you're right. like, I knew the whole time, right. bro. I could tell by those concert toms. Right. I know. And you're like, there's no way this dude doesn't. I could tell by the brockle, brockle. like. It's weird, and that's why when people go, oh, Dave's Grohl's a sellout, and his band right. is this. I'm like. Honest to God, you know what matters to me? Like, celebrity magazines, internet, and I don't give a fuck. Right. The record is what matters to me. It's either good or it isn't.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't love everything the Foo Fighters ever did, but I'm like, but it's legitimate rock and roll. These guys care about this. It's not bullshit. And I haven't, I mean... That's the level of clout that Rush carries. Is I have an innate respect for them, regardless of anything, right. because Rush was down with them. Yeah, because they have a video of them playing Twenty One Twelve with right. Alex and Getty drinking coffee, sitting on amps, watching them play <laughs> it backstage. Right? You know, like you guys fucking played the Temples of Syrinx In front. to Getty, Alex, and Neil while they were drinking coffee yeah. backstage. Like fucking. Guess what? I don't care what anybody says about this band in my right. book. These guys are cool. We're yeah. good. It's good. So, when was the last time both of you saw
0: Rush and were you guys together?
1: R-40. Yes, R-40. we were. That was an... Em- I don't want to see embarrassing, but I do. Um, it was a fucking amazing, amazing, yeah. amazing night that was actually run from stem to stern by Guy. Yeah. I want to give him credit for that. Yeah. So... Tickets went on sale for R40. Everybody knew what it was. It's the last time you'll ever see Rush. Yeah. As a fan, I think all of us will agree, you never, ever, 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 not even once for a second, doubted that it was the end. they come back for a second. Right. If these they guys were say never it's gonna done, be that we're done. Well, that's, say-
0: that's what I was kind of wanting right. to discuss. So so I don't remember how long after that tour ended, but they basically said we we're never going to tour You know, it. Right. Yep. So that was sort of the first time you were like,
2: it's the beginning of the end. Yeah, you... So kind of. And, and also... It, and
0: then it was... Now it's certain, obviously. Of but, course. Right. So after... So once that happened, did you reflect
1: on that, like, that R40 show? Did that get more... You know what's really sad about it? Not sad. People that don't get us will think it was... That's really sad that you... I, I say this. I don't think it's sad. People will think it's kind of lame or you're idiotic or whatever it is. You know, like, who cares? It's a band we absolutely analyzed it to the fucking nth degree like whatever the whole show the whole thing R40 yeah exactly like we did every fucking single rush record before yeah. it all the way back to the first one we ever heard yeah. without bias and tried to do it without nostalgia like right. we just were like how did they do it in, yeah. in the moment how was it because you know why because if they they would want to know not it was the last rush show in Boston ever which right. is an amazing thing to have been part of we're the last people to ever see Rush in Boston. Yeah. Amazing, right? They would want to know, when was the first time you saw oh Power Windows? Okay, how how did it add up to that? They really cared about yeah. The reason they went out when they did was so they could do it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I appreciate it, that because everybody hates a band that goes on too long and you go, right. stop. Brian's right.
2: It, it really stop. was. The, the, yeah. What I remember of that yeah. night, is pretty clear.
0: Yeah.
2: It was only five years ago.
1: Yeah, um, I'm pretty it, clear on it, but the whole thing was a little surreal and weird, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't but, Neil dying, but it was weird. No,
2: and, and but like you said, like you mentioned, we went back to the car, went to the to the uh, parking garage, and yeah. it was just like being sixteen.
0: Yeah, yes. Yeah, there were the there were there guys in the
2: or... parking garage hawking you yeah, know yeah. twenty dollars. I remember like T-shirts. Yeah. Going, hey yo yo rush t-shirt come on right. over here right and you're like nah, I'm all good right. and then we're and we're waiting in a line that's going to take an hour and a half to get out of there right and then we're putting on a, a, a mixtape or a mix yeah. cd in this case and it's whatever right. it's, it's not rush it's right. everything else yeah it's and then we're nice. talking about can you believe they went back in time and the, it was great when the, and we're talking just like when what we were 16 this? what about what that remember when they showed that video of the right. thing and did you like this part just what Brian said we were dissecting the show as rush fans just like we did when we were 16, 17 yeah. years old. But, it
1: wasn't but, any it wasn't, different. Yeah, yeah, and it was crazy. Like, I remember one specific moment that was my favorite thing. So, on the way in, we did listen to Rush on the way in. Yeah. But it was like a weirdo... Not a weirdo, but a... It had nothing to do with the show. It was just a yeah. Rush mix. Yeah. fired up or whatever. Yeah. And we were discussing, specifically on, like, 93, on the Zakim Bridge, which is a famous Boston thing. So, anyone that might listen to this that's not from Boston... Right. To us, it's just the bridge, but, right. you know, they go, that crazy weird bridge. We're on the Zakim Bridge on our way into the garden, from which... You can see for the garden. I was going to say, right, land. exactly, yeah. good point. Yeah. yeah, so I was going to say, from the Zakim Bridge, it's probably, as a biased local or New Englander, one of the most iconic of... Yeah. The Zakim Bridge in the Boston Garden in the sunset yeah. of even though the it's, harbor. It's oh, the harbor.
0: Relatively new. It's not the original garden. Right. It's yeah, but you know it what? Has that we, same. But
1: but yet we're so old. Yeah. We have been there since that was yeah, the garden. No, yeah, yeah. So right. we've been there yeah. its whole life. Now yeah. it's the garden, right? right? right. But whatever. Um, what was I even talking about? Where was I headed? Uh,
0: the, that that show after the show or before the show driving in.
1: Oh, we, so we listen, we were listening listen to Rush. To we went man. in and saw them. We we while we were watching the show, I remember distinct moments where, on the way in, we were talking about the idea that how Getty's voice had changed various times over the years. Yeah. And a lot of people on message boards and things like that would be upset. Well, he doesn't sound right. like he did on twenty one twelve.
0: Right.
1: You're like, dude, that's forty. <laughs> come on, right. dude. What are you talking about? Come yeah. on, don't be ridiculous. But you know how people are. Yeah. Anyway, we were talking about it in depth on the way in. Like, oh, I didn't really care when they when he went down a peg. You know, right. I thought it was okay. Yeah. So we get into the show, and at one point um, between two songs, Getty goes. Um, they finish the song, and he goes, "Thank you, Boston." And guy <laughs> fucking looks at me dead serious, and he goes, "Somebody's been practicing." <laughs> and I fucking was roaring, and I'm like. That's what Rush is right yeah. there, right? You did know, you, like when uh, Taurus
0: came around, did you guys know the set lists, or did you?
1: I I consciously
0: usually would avoid would try it. Try to avoid it, yeah. Yeah, I um, mean, in the pre-internet age, it was yeah you,
2: you, you unless could. you knew somebody who'd been right. You you'd hear you'd talk to somebody the night before, right? Yeah. You know, if there was one a time Providence, I, you know, Centrum yeah. show. So, oh, yeah, I was here last night.
1: They played, and they right. tell you four, a right, couple right. songs.
2: Yeah. Like, oh, okay, don't ruin it for me. But right, like guys, Once you could go on the
1: internet and see what they yeah. did the night before, right. I would avoid it on yeah. purpose. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Except for this one time out of desperation, and it was awesome. It worked out. As uh, I forget what year it was, but I hadn't looked. I hadn't looked. The day of the show came. I had the tickets already. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, you want to go to see Rush tonight? And Guy was like... I don't really know, you know, like yeah. I get it. Like, we have already tickets, but how would is this 20 times or whatever? Right. And I was like, Really? And he's like, I don't really know. And I was like, All right, whatever. So I was like thinking about it. It was earlier in the day. Yeah. And I'm like, Yeah, maybe not. Fuck it, you know? And then I'm like, What if I look at the set list? Could it change everything or not? Right. Now that now this was a show, was it at Great Woods? It was at Great Woods. Okay. So and my yeah. seats, by the way, my seats were on the right side. Yeah. My our our neighbor
0: yeah.
1: was Howard was the sound oh, Yeah.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, it was right at Howard, right? right up, so I was
2: like, right these the, are good the seats. Sounds so the issue that I would have had if I remember back at the time would have been Going to Mansfield, yes. right? Yes, was the problem. Yeah, yeah. I was usually the driver just because right. I like to drive, a driver, yeah. a- and it, it and from where we lived up here and. Yeah. You know, Kingsboro, Nashville yes. And right, and to be Lowell. fair to be honest. It's the, yeah, when I it's lived old. on the North Shore
1: It's I a high and we had we had seen them so many a times, dozen times. you Start right? to go hmm, take I it live
0: seven miles from there. Right now, now you oh, live amazing. So you can go though every but, show. And get well, out to, way before right. every yeah, I have to leave right before the encore. Right. Like, right, we'll so
2: leave. so so I was on the fence only because of transportation and the only way that you get there. As a fan,
0: yeah.
2: is by seeing them so many times yeah. because otherwise it doesn't matter, right? right? But exactly, now, yes. but now it's late. You know, you're older. You're doing stuff. you're like, I got to work tomorrow. Yeah. I can't drive to Mansfield, and so Brian <laughs> yeah. was like, "All right, all right." I was I like, understand. "All right, well,
1: let me think about well, it." Because I'm like, right. Then I'm like, "Well, I'm not going to go alone." And I know, right. I've known this fucking dude for forty years. Yeah. He's not going. So. Right am I going to do this on my own? I better check the set list. I'm like, fuck it. I'll look at the set list. And I look, and it was so... Because I told... He said, did you look at the set I said, absolutely not. And I won't. And I I was like, all right. So I went and looked at it. Was it the circumstances? They were playing circumstances. They were playing between the wheels. They were like going deep on a bunch of shit. That was R30,
0: that tour?
1: No, it wouldn't have been R30 because I don't think there's any way we would have thought twice about... No, it might have been R30 and we were thinking we're going to play fucking seriously. Spirit, Radio. And Spirit of Radio. Close yeah, so so to the heart. That's right. when I, I worked at uh, Rounder. And then we got, Might we have been had, that. We had front. That's the one I met. And I, I went and looked at the set right. list. Now, I didn't yeah. watch it like a video or yeah. anything, but I just looked at where... I think they had played in New York City the night before. Yeah. And I just looked at the set list and went, that's got to be a one-off because it's yeah. in New York City. So I looked at the night before, Yeah. and I was like... Wow. They're really breaking all of They're the really like going, we're going to play all so, this shit you wanted us to play a long time, that we never did. Right. We're going to do it right now. So, so Brian So said, I think I just texted yeah. him like one song title. Yeah. And he went, no. And I said, the yeah. last four nights it, it in might a row, have he was been, like, we're
2: going. It might have <laughs> even been email at that yeah. point. But, I think but, it was email. But yeah. whatever we were doing, he said, all right, I've looked at the set list. Yeah. You definitely want to go. Oh, no. The, what I said right? was, Remember I you, said...
1: I went and looked at the set list, yeah. and I said, and he said, what did you think? And I said, I know for a fact that we're going. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. It, it, it and then I said, I don't want to, like, ruin it, right.
1: but, and I sent, like, one song title. I sent, like. Like, one or two. Like, Digital Man. <laughs> right? And i was like, like, "Yeah, that's it. He's like, we're all gonna, right, I'm gonna, on gonna, my, I'm putting right. my shoes on. Because <laughs> that had been on the list <laughs> since I was 12 years yeah, old. Yeah. Right? I remember the night we were at the show <laughs> in um, Mansfield. Where they ended up recording the entirety of 2112 for the live record. Yeah. And that was fucking nuts. Like, I remember me and Guy and this kid Mike Gray, who was over last night watching Rush videos, um, who I haven't seen in 15 years. He came by because Neil died, and he's like, I wanted to see if you could go K. And we were at this show, and when they sang the Oracle, um, I stand atop the spine. We'll stare yeah. and oracle cool confronts. That whole place lit up. We're like, this is the first time they ever did this live. Like up until now, they skipped this part. Yeah, they always did a truncated yeah. version of Twenty One Twenty. You know, we'll and we were up. just yeah. so it met. It was such a huge like. This is the first time. Yeah. Which seems ridiculous to people, but you're like, wow, that's awesome, and yeah. it was amazing. You yeah. know. Yeah, I had second row
0: for that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the only time I ever sat that close. And it was so awesome, right? You know, no, yeah, what, awesome you know what that's like. Where yeah, were you? Sure. Oh, like by Getty. On the, yeah, on the Getty. Side,
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh no! It, you know what's crazy is way later at yeah. the first show after the travesty with Neil. Yeah. In Connecticut. Yeah, it was yeah. Connecticut. We went to the first show when they came came back yeah. after everything, and we were in this like bizarre little VIP box. Oh, I On Getty's side. That. Yeah. And that was the first time I was like close to Getty yeah. and I was intimidated by him. Yeah. <laughs> Plus he had that
2: plaid That's... shirt on. It was very <laughs> unsettling. We're like, this is not normal. At all. I was
1: intimidated by him. He goes, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, what's fucking Getty Lee right there? And like, well it was always like they Amazing, were one of those bands
0: yeah. that when they walked out on stage, you, it was you, you know the hairs stood up. Oh,
1: every time, every single time. Because that you know. You know what so I, said people, I said to people. I said
0: effect, but they definitely had that more than
1: yeah. So so like R right. forty. I think a lot of times
2: you could tell that Rush themselves were anxious and nervous. Yeah. At every show. Yeah. Even though at, at at some point, they they even whether they acknowledged it or not, they they had arrived. Yeah. And, and, and yes. you know, if you and acknowledge that you've arrived, you come off as kind of a pretentious yeah. douche, right? And I'm and sure so you don't ever want to say that. You want I always want to be anxious. I yeah. always want to be nervous. I always want to do my best. I mean, Neil was a consummate professional right. at being that guy. You're like, you're yeah. the best drummer in the world. I'm, like, I'm far from it. Going to go take lessons, change my drum set, right. everything, right? So this is a band that's, that's how they
1: roll. Yeah. But they also so know when, that when that they means come their up, audience is even, we're even more critical and brutal like yeah. right. Did he seriously just trigger that at the wrong time? Right. Right. But at the same time, guy talking shit on Howard Engelite is the best thing of all time? As Christian said,
2: when they came out on stage, you know, your hair stood up because you're like, "Here are these nervous, anxious guys going. Hope we play our rush songs. (laughs) Are you kidding me? You guys are genius. Right now, like, like no, no,
1: we're still learning and practicing. At at r forty, like I was saying, so a guy orchestrates this. So the r forty tour comes out, everybody buys. Sell it sells out everywhere. Yeah, it's the last time you'll ever see Rush. We didn't buy a ticket because they were eight thousand dollars or whatever it was. Right. So the night of the show, guys like, let's go down to see Rush, and I'm like, you think he's like, yeah, let's go down there and see what happens. Yeah. So we get down there the night of the show, and he walk we walk up to the window, and he's like, you had any tickets? And the guy's like, not really, no, nothing. He goes, this is they, it's sold out. And the other guys on the phone. And he goes, no, no, hang on. He goes, there's some tickets in the well. And the guy's like, what? And he's like, yeah, right here. And he's like, oh, hang on. And he looks and he goes, oh, yeah, there's like three people that aren't coming to pick up their tickets. So they're back in the sales pool. They're this huh. much. And guy's like, we'll take them.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm like, where are they? And he goes, they're way over to the left. And I'm like, all right. So I'm like, all right. Well, like two bazillion times before, I'm on Alex's side, which is okay, right? Yeah. All right. We get there. We're actually like behind Alex. Yeah. But I can see that we got a picture of me with the rug that says R40, right? Yeah. And uh, by by all weird happenstance on the way in, there's a specific, a, a bullet whiskey specific kiosk. Yeah. Not a whiskey kiosk, not a bar kiosk, a bullet whiskey kiosk. And he's got a hundred bottles of bullet is the backdrop. That's it. Like, for real. Yeah. And we're like give us some of those. And he gives us these, we get these big glasses of whiskey with ice in them. And the next thing I know, we're like, this is the last fucking rush show in Boston. And because you're a fan, you know, it is the last one. There's no bullshit. They're not coming back. Yeah. And it was incredible all through the night. We're like, oh, that hi-hat part is right there every time. Ah, Getty fucked it up, you know, and dropped this, whatever. And, uh, Yeah, I didn't feel... I felt a great love and nostalgia for those dudes. Yeah. But I still judged them, like, right now. Like, you fucked it up. Right. You know, and that's honest, and it's real, and I think that's what they would expect out of you. Mm -hmm. And when you are developed to the point of the fan that just loves it all, you're just, at that point, not even participating. By 2015, I'd been playing that game for a
2: while, which was the DOS game, which is Day of Show.
1: Yeah.
2: Go down to the venue. This is for, mostly for stadiums, not for clubs. Clubs right. sell out and then they're sold yeah. out.
1: Yeah, then they're um, done,
2: right? Uh, but for sta- stadium shows, anything big, uh, the 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 DOS, the day of uh, of show game, yeah. uh, was something I learned way back when when working for record stores and stuff. Like, look, at the at, on the day of the show, tickets that aren't sold from other, you know, vendors and people who've had tickets, there's all kinds of, you know, it's like the mafia with right. ticket sales, yeah, right? Yeah. We all know right. that. Yeah, yeah, Anybody who's bought a ticket for more than five, you know that ticket sales are right. crazy. But on the day of the show, a lot of that inventory comes back right. to the venue itself. Yeah. So if you just walk right up, yeah. never mind the scalpers, or they just walk right up and say, hey, what's the two best tickets I can get? Right. Sometimes you'll get floor tickets. Yeah, yeah. Crazy stuff yeah, shows yeah. up. Right. I've been to see shows... And, and, and been in absolutely fantastic seats that I could have never got at 10 times the price. Right. Not on StubHub or anything yeah, yeah. like that, but it's a risk. Yeah. You also risk sitting behind the band right. or yeah. having nosebleed seats, right. but but if you just want to go for the experience and you're willing to risk it, sometimes you get a great show. Yeah. So this was not one of those great ticket shows. Right. We were, like Brian said, we were in the well, right. we're way on the side, we're not seeing any of the film screen right. practically, right? Because yeah. we're, we're just, we're 90 degrees to it. Right. But ironically, being at that angle, we had a great view of uh, of Neil yeah. playing the drums, and also his drum tech doing all his work back and forth. We saw him bring up snares. When right. things would get changed, he'd change things out. He'd run in. Neil would have a question for him. Right. We got to see a lot of backstage stuff right. that you normally that wouldn't don't care see. About. Yeah. And, and, and being the Rush fans that we are, by that time, right. and this is the last tour, seeing any sort of you know inside baseball was kind of fun. We're yeah, like, yeah. look, we've seen every Rush show right. you're ever going to see, yeah. So and this yeah. is going to be, uh, uh, they're going to pull out all the stops, right. but it's kind of cool to see some of the the backstage yeah, yeah. stuff, so even also, though we didn't have cool. killer seats, all... right. we did have killer seats. Yeah. We've seen this band a million times,
1: right. so seeing the, you know... And it was it, all a bonus because what was really, really awesome was on that like historic thing we were in the room yeah. with those dudes, yeah. it was amazing, like... I immediately felt like I remembered the first time I ever saw them in a different building. The right. first time I ever saw them was in Worcester. Yeah. Pretty sure. Was it Worcester? Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. It, yeah. It wasn't the Garden. It was Worcester. Yep. yep. And just being like, I have been with these dudes for decades, coming to these shows, being entertained every single time. Never, ever, ever saw them have a fucking terrible show. Yeah. I saw them better and worse. Right. right. I've seen them fuck up. I've seen yep. all the shit. I've never seen them have a night so bad that I, I in any way, felt like I didn't, I paid too much, or, those guys fucking rule, and they were amazing, to the very end, and seeing them in that last night was so, when Getty ever, like, came to the mic, he was like, thank you, Boston, for 40 years, I hope we meet again sometime, you're like, I was crying, bro, in my whiskey. It was the first, it was the first time, literally, the
2: first time that Getty had ever ended a show, yeah, yeah. and I'm sure he did this for every show, but, yeah. but certainly for us, yeah. where he didn't say, thank well, you very much, you we'll see you later. again real right. soon. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You know, was, he said something I slightly hope, different. I hope yeah. we hope, meet again sometime. Right. It was different. He, yeah. he had phrased it with obvious intent to say, this isn't happening right. and again. and the fact all that, that? We right. all know that. We all know that.
1: I was going to say, I think yeah. every, I want to ask you guys, because you guys would know, I feel like every city says this, probably, but in all 100% honesty, I feel like Boston had a special relationship with that band in the same way that maybe like Detroit did. Yeah. Well, every, I could tell you this, every Boston crowd I was ever in, either at the Garden, the New Garden, or the Centrum. Yeah. Every single Boston crowd or the Tweeter Center that I ever saw for Rush yeah. was capacity and fucking above level as far as like you could see it. You could see those guys yeah. going fucking. I'll, I'll. You know, we were always there for them. And Getty's such a baseball nerd. You know what I mean with the yeah, socks yeah. and everything. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like we did because and when he would say that at the end of a show, maybe it's bullshit, but he would. When any show for decades, when he'd be like, Boston, thank you. Right. Like, he's talking to Boston. Yeah. It's not just because he knows that's where he is tonight. Right. He
2: there knows were, us, dude. Yeah, he right. knows e- it's us. Yeah. It's e- us. Every band has sweet spots, you know, and certainly in the United States. If you, I, I'm a big fan fairly recently, you know, within the last 10 years or so of, of uh, music biographies. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. any band that's been a touring band. There's almost always, at least some stories about... And, you know, we were always went down, you know, especially if it's... We always went down a treat in, you know, Poughkeepsie. Right. I don't know why. Just right, they right. loved us there. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Rush had those little pockets. And yeah. one of those pockets, and I know this for a fact, because my brother-in-law started seeing Rush long before I did, because yeah. he's a little bit older than me, but uh, he started seeing them in the early 80s. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think he saw... I don't know if a permanent way. ways, but certainly moving pictures and <sighs> yeah, signals yeah. before me. Um, and, Jesus. And he lived in, <laughs> and he lived in Wisconsin. That rules. And he said those shows were, you
1: know, absolute Bonkers. I know there's certain shows that on bootlegs. Right, they, they were They were TNT. They were dynamite. Yeah, I'm known were, they to were, have the crowd on them where people yeah. will talk about a certain you bootleg can't even leg, hear where the crowd the is nuts. Right. So. Yeah. And some of those places that appear, it's interesting. To- oh, my God, where else could I be so free about how much I know about Rush bootlegs? Where, like, year after year or tour after tour, every show at uh, Palace at fucking Auburn, Auburn Hills, Michigan Hills, right. forget it, dude. It's out of control. You can't, don't expect to hear Getty sing any of these songs. It's all crowd. It's going to be crowd noise a little um, bit of Rush underneath, right. yeah. Right. Detroit was big with Rush, the working yeah. man and all that, right? But Boston, well, dude, look, all I'm going to say is this. We all know the dust has settled. One of them is gone and they're not coming back. That's it, right? We've seen the whole thing. And in the entirety of what people consider to be the whole thing, the first time they ever recorded 2112 from beginning to end without any of the sections edited out of it was at a show that we were at in Boston. So what does that tell you? Out of the whole catalog, the time you guys played that once ever that it worked enough to put it on the record was us. I'm proud of that. It's an
2: amazing thing to think about All the shows they played. You were just
1: showing me the book that you got. I was just going to say, in that book, book, some of the comments always in the thing at the end are like... I think they're talking a lot of times about a bootleg. Right. Because they'll say, oh, the sound is... that." You're like, oh, this must be somebody has it. Right. A lot of what you see, what's amazing is it's always so good to see. Because what band records this so well? Mm. Show after show after show in that book where it'll say... This place at this time, on this day, blah, 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 blah. Getty did this, blah, blah, blah. Crowd is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Crowd so loud, it blocks out part of whatever. Crowd is ludicrous. Right. Over and over, and you're like, that's, like when they ask Alex, what do you think about all the bad press? He's like, I don't know, I'd be standing in front of 20,000 people singing the song back to me so loud that I can't hear Getty going, <laughs> right. I guess people don't like his voice. Right. Right. You know, he's like, I suddenly realized, oh, the guy that wrote this has never even seen us. He doesn't right. care, right? And you're like, Alex, of course, the best, right? And he's like, I'd rather read a fan review than some right. dude that didn't even see the show, right? right? Like, yeah. those guys are the real deal, you know, for real. Yeah. And we connected with them as children, which is crazy, and still, as adults, we're having this conversation right now. Yeah. Wow. What does that mean in the big picture? Are we losers? No. Are we like Simpsons characters? They're like, (laughs) fucking like, those guys that like Rush in the basement? Is Mike Judge going to make a show about us?
0: We are literally in a basement talking about Rush. (laughs) Oh my
1: God. In front of a huge Rush poster and a signed Rush record. What's wrong with us? No, you know what? I think by the response I've seen people having since, unfortunately, Neil passed, I'm seeing... People that are suddenly jumping on—that yeah. you always see when somebody dies—right? Right? It's it's sticking. People that are jumping on aren't going. I, I liked it for two days because the guy died. People are going. I have to try this other record. Yeah. And I think in the end of the day, when the dust settles, they're one of the biggest things ever. As big as easily to me as important as anything else, yeah. as the Beatles or Zeppelin or anything. Rush is. Absolutely one of a kind in an entertainment world of music where nothing is one of a kind. Everything is part of something else. Yeah. Nothing is fucking Rush except for Rush. Here's, Perhaps Gene Simmons, who you wouldn't expect to be the guy, came up with the quote when he said, "What kind of band is Rush? It's Rush." Yeah, that's he's right. That what? What else? Not even. We talked about that today on the way into the record store. Yeah. What else is like Rush? Right. Nothing. Yeah. The.
2: Uh, Yeah, I got nothing.
1: (laughs) No, I I had a... Dude, how are you going to edit this into something that anyone could uh, ever listen to? Yeah. Although, (laughs) it's amazing. Wait. We talked about James Brown a little bit. (laughs) I think it can be done. Yeah. But I think it would take some clever shit, but it's like this weird necessary thing to get it out anyway yeah. and i think there's something in there
0: no like i said it's a loose conversation that's what it's i very I was loose hoping, but and, it's fine.
1: and and i can understand it because this is the first time i've been in a room with two rush fans since it happened yeah me too the, I uh, haven't had any, like, I've done a lot of alone down here going, yeah. oh my god, listening to After Image, but I haven't done yeah. any talking to anybody that cares, it knows. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to put
2: this question to you guys just just for fun, how many Rush records would you have to take with you, you know, if you could pare them down to the essentials, okay you know, the Desert Island Discs, yeah. right, everybody yeah, yeah. plays that game if you're a music fan at some point. Well, what, uh, so are, not how dis- many are we allowed? Not dis- whatever you want. What I'm saying is, oh, okay. how many do you get rid of, or versus how many do you have to take? Right. What has to come? I mean, for me, I can Signals. already I can already think of five. Yeah. Signals,
1: but, hemispheres, grace under pressure, power windows. Where am I? Signals, grace under pressure, power windows, caress of steel. You said hemispheres too, right? Hemispheres. Yeah. That's yeah. five. Yeah. Right. Even stop. if so st- I don't even think about it anymore, right. I'm so, okay so with that. So stop right there. How
2: about how about you, Christian? I mean, is,
0: I'll, I'll there. say five signals. Yep. Permanent waves. No. Grace under pressure.
1: Yep.
0: Farewell to Kings. Oh. That's it. Oh, God. Dang. You don't have a limit. I know. Yeah. No, it but let's yeah, yeah, you want. Want What mind, I'm saying I'm is, I'm gonna say exit stage left. Right. Oh, yeah, good
2: you know. call. What do you? But what are yours? It, it it's actually irrelevant because I'll tell you where I was going with that. What right. I'm saying is, here's a band who's got a really lengthy catalog, yeah. and already the three of us are like, we gotta yeah. have five, <laughs> right. six, seven yeah. records. Oh, <laughs> <I'm like, laughs> yeah. no, I know. Yeah. Most, <laughs> most, no, like, yeah, yeah. Most point. Most bands that are legacy bands that people love don't even have seven records yeah, yeah. to their name. Yeah. yeah. Right. You the, gotta have Zeppelin three. The police don't. Right. I don't think yeah. the Beatles do do that. I mean, yeah. we just take away the cops. Right. Their actual albums are there's right. less than ten, right? Oh,
1: way less than ten. Right? Beatles, I mean, Beatles records. Right. I mean, oh, yeah, what, and, and then if and
2: then if you get even more critical and say, like, well, let's talk about classic albums. Right. How many do ACDC have? Four. Right. How many Ooh, do Rolling Stones have? Four, God, or dude, five. Dude, dude,
1: careful. Right. <laughs> ACDC. Well, yeah. I mean. Think about seriously. Right. Not, not to be a cunt. But no. in all seriousness, I hate to stop the Rush thing, but let's not disrespect. Four. ACD, four? Four. What do you, l- let me ask Give you Give me five. Wait a minute. You say <laughs> the four that you think are the classics. Yeah. And then we'll tell you the other dozen. Go ahead. Right. Four of their classics. ACDC, mortified right. classics. Go ahead. Highway to Hell. Yes. Yep. Right? 74 yep. Jailbreak. Yep.
2: yep. Right? Um... Uh, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll, right?
1: That's just a song. We're we talking but, but, about album. Highway to Hell. Right? Yeah. You, you know All right, right. Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Right. Uh, uh, what's the? Uh, yeah, you would
1: pick from the other twenty-one that are remain. But those are about to rock. There you go. You're done. Right. That's you didn't cool. even mention yeah. Back in Black. Nope. Don't need you. To. Didn't even yeah. mention fucking Dirty Deeds. No. Don't need to. You well, didn't Power mention Powerage from no. Those About to Rock. Again, there's... there's High a,
2: Voltage, bro. There's a couple songs on each me. of those. But High they're, Voltage
0: they're, has... Uh, it's a long way to the top.
1: Right. Oh, that's true. All right, yep. The, the right. live
0: uh, record, the it, Bon Scott live record. and they eat, 70... It,
1: f- no, that's uh, If You Want Blood. Yeah, and they that's each have good songs on them. Yeah. Live Wire. We're talking about albums. Yeah. Yeah, come on. You don't think Back in Black is one of the most important records? Come on, dude. Come on. Hell's Bells. Don't, I don't be stupid. I, I I think for
2: those about to rock, is a more important album than Back in Black. I think Back in Black I has do too, more important but, songs on it. Yeah.
0: But, but Back as an album, in Black...
2: Let me tell you this. People who love Back in Black as an album, who, who take a bullet for that album, they could not list every song on that album. Not one I can. fan. No, you can't. Yes, I can. Couldn't me? do it. I'll do it right nope. now what, are You, you guys could me? You're yeah, out of your yeah, fucking yeah. mind You guys yeah. could I was just gonna say You're
1: tell me I can't do it but, but right now?
2: You guys yeah, could You get your
1: wallet out Motherfucker I'll do that backwards right now What are you kidding me? You guys could Oh okay <laughs> I, I know. see what I'll,
0: you're saying I'll over Holy shit, <laughs> shit
1: I almost got mad you, I was like I'm gonna fucking right. Arc you, you out it. this window yeah, bro th- That That's
2: as bad as Brian <laughs> like saying I bet you can't name Every song off a tornado By you. I'm gonna throw you out the window Don't kill the whale fucking smash somebody Right Arriving UFO Yeah Right no, I. But seriously, it's most Brian Johnson's would, debut. It's a classic, dude. Hell's Bells. People who would who would shoot the thrill. People who back would, in black. People who would claim Back in Black as canon, as as the album, as one of the essential. Yeah. dc records. Yes. Wouldn't be able to tell you more than two songs off that record. That's ninety nine percent of the general public. Oh, I see. You what guys you're saying explain. okay? They don't know the record. They right. know the songs. They know yeah. a couple. of They know you Back in Black. They know Shook Me, and they're out. Right. That's not a
1: classic album. Those are two great songs. Yeah.
0: That's,
1: that's, but as my, a deep, that's my deep, take. deep, deep, deep fan. Sure, it yes. really is.
2: Of course, I, now yeah. I, it is.
1: It's all killer and
2: no filler. Brian, dude. Come on, don't you feel the same way about Caress of Steel versus Twenty One Twelve? hundred percent. Right, we're talking about Rush yeah. albums. Right. I, I would take a bullet for Caress of Steel. Twenty One Twelve. It's not coming to the desert island with me. But that doesn't mean it's not important. It doesn't mean there aren't important No, you're sounds right. Like yeah, it. I get that. It was about the it,
0: rocket.
1: Right. It doesn't mean lessons. It was about the rocket. It. I think Flick of the Switch is underrated. It's right. Like one fly See? on the Wall, I like a lot. I yeah. don't really care for that yeah. one. That's the yeah. one right. I can't get. Yeah? I don't hate tourist. it. It sounds like ACDC, yeah, but... You who opened I know. on
0: that
1: tour? Yngwie mouse. I know, right. which think is about nuts. about that. Yeah, that.
0: was such a weird I show.
1: hate to say this, but imagine Yngwie having to face that crowd, how horrific that was. These greasy, fucking, drunken motherfuckers that wanted to hear Live Wire yeah. and fucking hear Brian Johnson scream about sex, and they've got to watch this guy play Bach riffs on a <laughs> fucking Stratocaster with, with a scallop spreadboard. Right, yeah, right, we all know that. Why is that the first thing we think of? He's got a scallop. Well, breadboard. he made a big deal
2: about that, you know, taking those. Whatever. You yeah. Know, that you
1: know what's really down, nuts about him is he really is awesome too. King so he rush
0: records that you would take with you.
1: Oh yeah, dude, let's do this. We let's at so, least have enough shit to edit this into something amazing. So you got 5. Well, well we are all going to pick signals, so right. that one's yeah, coming yeah. no matter what. I yeah. think, which is amazing. It is. Cuz yeah. people hated it in the day. Right. Yeah. It's um, amazing to me. To even now it's one of it, it is one of my favorite rush records, but it might be one of my favorite Records. Just right. Record just yeah yeah so the feeling that comes up like you said about I put it on right now the hair on my fucking yeah, neck right. looking will at, stand at the cover like, yeah yeah think about it yeah I've I, been thinking about that. I've been taunting with getting that the dog in the fire hydrant as a tattoo yeah for decades and like yeah. the other day my wife is like I think it's time you know and I'm like oh imagine if I do that yeah. Well, I like, think the Vice and the Egg from Grace and yeah, is also one of those
0: iconic. So iconic.
2: And, but yeah, Signals would definitely come with me. Vapor Trails would definitely come with me, 100%. Yeah, yeah that's fucking there, awesome. There's a newer so album good. that would, yeah. you know,
1: Caressive Steel would come it's with so, me. You know what the thing about Vapor Trails is? Do you agree with this? This is a, maybe a weird thing, but it's the Caressive Steel of late period Rush. Yeah. Yeah. It's the one that a lot of the fans are like, man, eh, I don't know. It's kind of the blah blah blah. Yeah. It's the one that they debated about reissuing it, and then because good... they had to, they felt pissy about yeah. it. And overall, in general, there's this kind of negative thing about it. But in reality, it blows my fucking mind, yeah. and it's yeah.
2: incredible. That that's yeah. actually a really good assessment because yeah. if, if, even though the time difference is is it, time is different, yeah, you know, you know, fly by night before it was very much a leftover. You know, first album stuff, right? Right. And then some of Neil's injection, right? Yeah. And and so it's it's a real rock and roll record, right? And then we've got of Steel, which is this crazy psychedelic blues, you know, mind trip. So you've got Test for Echo, which is this back to basics. Neil's taking lessons. We're getting down to rock roots, tight songs. Everything's under five minutes. And then you got Vapor Trails, which is we just did it all on our home computers and stuff like that. Was trying to stitch it together and make songs out of this stuff. and, and stuff is really weird and not in very typical So good. It sounds verse, a lot chorus, like verse, um, you know, segments. So it's It's, it's the first
1: a, album in a long time where I feel like for a little bit Getty let Alex be in control of what was
0: isn't there? Is that it's the a one that's got, oh, There's a number of songs that there's not even a so guitar solo in it. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. But right? yet lot, it lots feels of yeah. no guitar solos yeah. at all. Right? But yeah. it
1: feels like a Alex record. Oh yeah. yeah. There's so Which much is guitar. Weird. Yeah. It just yeah. everything's because rhythms. Because in and, the right. same way a lot of, of people yeah. say Signals is not an Alex record, and I'm like, oh, for me it is. Yeah. Are you kidding me? The analog, the solo, and the analog kid. Or the. I'm or gonna the... stick a ice pick in your Face right now yeah
0: or the like grace under pressure is the synth album but the guitar on that is like some of his most ridiculous you know what's what's
1: crazy is recently listening to so much rush because of the passing of neil yeah i gotta tell you that in all honesty live the guitar line specifically to between the wheels is so heavy that i want to jump out a window like i can't even i've been watching them play it live and going the snakes and I want to have Slowed my wife, can you come down here and break a chair over my head right now while yeah. I listen to this? Like, Bwah. it sounds like Neil Young. You're yeah. like, oh my God, it's fearsome. Yeah. It's like moving the room. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, and this is an amazingly deep cut that nobody cares. Yeah. They uh, The other side of them that people don't, and
0: we kind of touched a little bit on it, is talking about uh, the video of them meeting... Uh, Je- uh, what's his name? The comedian actors. Uh, oh, remember. the uh, the trailer part Jason Segel and. Oh, that, and Paul Rudd. Yeah. yeah, but they always had like a comedic side, like or like that yes. first show I saw before the weapon they had. Uh, Count Floyd. The Count Floyd. Amazing. From, yes. Uh, right, Floyd. Songs
1: yeah. Song's called the weapon. Yeah. The scariest song I've ever heard.
2: <laughs> yep. Amazing. You're gonna put want to put on your 3D glasses. Yep, because yeah, yeah. without Why? them you're
1: only seeing this in one and one half D. Right. Yeah. What was amazing was at that time, probably through a Rush influence, I was also obsessively interested in Second City television, oh, too, yeah. Bob and Doug McKenzie, that yeah. whole thing, yeah, fucking yeah. Martin Let all all of it. Yeah. That was so, influenced by Rush, definitely. Oh they, yeah. yeah, and and then well, found I idea. I put it this way. To this day, I pretty much know word for word the way people do with uh, Monty Python and Holy Grail. I know Bob and Doug Strange Brew. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And it's always irritated me that at nowhere on the soundtrack or in the anything, there's one Rush reference in the entire movie. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I'm like, guys have an ACDC sticker on that van. Right. With all the hockey teams. You don't have right. a Rush sticker on your van. Yeah, I was yeah. upset about it forever, which probably makes me sound I- idiotic. But I was like, you know, any, re- ex- the only reference in the whole movie is that you have to drop them off at Lakeside Park. Right. <laughs> you know, which, uh, which arguably is a Canada reference. Right. But I to saving, I'm like, all right, I'll take it. Sure. Right. Especially when you later find out when like Rick Moranis is like, oh, I knew those guys in high school. So, right. Right. I mean, Getty and then when the soundtrack Like, oh, what? Right. like that. What is that? Uh, Great White North with Getty. Right. The soundtrack Amazing. album
2: comes out, and then Getty's singing a
1: you know vocal on it. So yeah, right. we saw that today at the record store. Which is one of the best things ever. Um, my friend Mike, who came over last night to talk about Rush, was uh, mentioning that we were talking about Bob and Doug McKenzie and Getty, and he's like, the best part of that whole thing is when um, Dave Thomas goes, uh, "Did our lawyer call your lawyer?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Getty goes, "Ah." Well, you know, ten bucks is ten bucks, yeah. <laughs> right?
0: Hmm.
1: And you're like, then there's an interview with Rick Moranis where he's like, he literally came over and we gave him ten bucks <laughs> and he just sang the song. That's pretty funny. And uh, I was so pissed when they weren't in that fucking movie. Like, yeah. what are you telling me? That how are you telling me that Working Man is not in this when they're going to the beer place to work? Right. Whatever. I know. I'm still bent. See they, they, this they... is the psychic damage that's been done by this band and it's bullshit. What Count Floyd said matters, you know? Right. You still matter about the movie. To, right? to get back to what Christian was saying, when I the first time I was ever at a rush show and some of that shit came back at me off that screen, yeah. I shit my pants. Yeah. You saw Count Floyd fucking talking about the weapon, uh What did that make you feel? Isn't that weird? You're like, not all these guys get me and write songs about me, but we like the same shit. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, he likes Eraserhead, too. Right. Uh, Yeah, that shit. And they were
0: very, like, you didn't know that much about their, like, early on, like, I didn't know Well, they were so, like,
1: not public. Right. They were not celebrities in that way. They were just faceless, like, you know what it is? Rush is the band that was faceless, much in the way of, like, I would call Survivor. Think of some other bands like that. Bands, you know the name of the band. They were huge. I don't know who was in that band, though, right? Right. F- Survivor, did you know, he, the Eye of the Tiger. Most good. people, if you go, what did that singer look like? They're like, I don't right. know if i ever seen Toto. him. Toto. Right. Toto, I mean, what right? What those guys How look like? Steve Lukather? Nobody right? really has any idea. We do. How <laughs> right? We suck, dudes. Listen, we know exactly what Steve Lukather looks like, <laughs> and so do you. Don't yeah, lie. Right. I, know, I know all the <laughs> You Pacaro know brothers, for a fact that yeah. we watched that live <laughs> fucking version of right? Africa. We were like, oh, God, it's so
2: tight. Right. Anyway, I, I know
1: David Page
2: yeah. if they, if they walked up to me on the street. Right. I know. Um, oh my no, god! But, that... but 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 it's true, right? Yes. A, lo- a lot of bands, if they don't have a, a, a that icon of a lead singer, right? Right. If they've got a guy doing multiple duty, it's almost that's it's over, right? Yeah. If it's not I Mick agree. Jagger, yeah. if it's not Robert right. Plant, it's over. As far as as, as some sort of
1: visual, yeah. uh, Cue and Freddie then, Mercury, I would even say. And
2: that, right, and then yeah. they were reticent. Interviewees, right? They're like, "Oh, we don't really want to talk about it, or we want to talk about it the way we want to talk about it." And interviewers are like, "This is right." Well,
1: it's a lot like girls and where you go, and it's a lot like what we talked about earlier with Alice Cooper, where sometimes the poor, if you will, the poor lead singer gets saddled with "You're the band." We want to talk to you. Fuck, we don't want to talk to these guys. We want to talk to you guys. Right? Right. Those guys have so some of those guys don't want that. Right? They just want to (laughs) sing the songs. Yeah. So that's a rough thing. And Getty was simultaneously a bass, keyboard, vocal, and songwriting hero right. to four generations of people simultaneously. People I know that play keys, they're like, Getty Lee. And people are like, what? And all that shit everyone hates. Right. I'm like, oh my god. He right? Why is this man so superhuman? Right. Vocal god? Keyboard, bass, What's his best suit? What's Getty's most important role in Rush? That's here we go. Does nothing to do with Neil. Thank you, Neil, though, for <laughs> providing this conversation. Let's get down to the brass tacks because some of this could right. end with not with us not being friends. Think about how serious we are about this. Getty Lee, what's his most important suit in Rush? If he can't do anything else, he can only do one thing. What is it? Sing. Whoa! It's not to play the bass.
2: Not even close. Yeah, I was gonna go with bass. Oh, yeah. I, I can't go there because without that vocal, that band, think about YYZ. It's a great song. Yeah. Think about any of their instrumentals or think about the instrumental passages in the song. It's Rush, right?
0: Yeah.
2: It's Rush without him singing. But it's only Rush with him singing. Yeah. It could be it could be another band. I can play you a song right now that sounds every bit as as YYZ. Course. Run from a band at that same time right. from Canada that's a power trio yeah and you'd be it's like triumph right? wow that's that's basically a rush instrumental right. right but if i play you one of their songs with their lead singer Shit. you're like i'm out Dude, that's not a rush song I'm starting getty lee is the getty reason lee. that rush is rush <coughs> in oh from, wow. from from the point of view of getty lee right what he can contribute if you put chris squire in the band and take getty lee's bass out of it and you put production guys or Trevor Horn on keyboards right yeah. and take Getty's keyboards out of it if you take Getty's songwriting out of it that's a little more difficult but if he's still the songwriter I'm singing the vocals I'm coming up with those melody lines I'm doing that part it's all Neil's lyrics I'm not doing anything I'm not playing a thing I, I still think it's Rush if Getty plays everything else and contributes every other way but you get another guy singing it, it it's, it's some it's some different oh, yeah. band and it's not Rush at all that's my oh, take oh wow it's not okay. Rush at all wow because I, I, I've heard bands that sound like Rush musically right. and, and can write like them, and they've got a singer that's more like um, Bruce Dickinson right. or Ray Alder from what Fate's it, Warning, right. and they're going, we are the priests of the temple, and I hate it, I yeah. hate it to death. It's yeah. because it's Getty's unique, bizarro why he thought to sing like that? I don't know. But what, if he did. It's, what if it's uh, that makes it Rush to me? What if
1: it's the same songs you've always known? The same songwriting, Gettys put input is the same, but at some point he just was like, "I can't sing anymore. I just want to be the bass player and yep. play keys sometimes. Yeah, but it's Trevor Horn, right? No, I I
2: would like it, but it's not. I mean, again, that would be Rush in in as the
1: backstory, right? Right, but it wouldn't sound. I wouldn't be rushed to it. But be. what I'm saying is those bass lines of the like fucking uh, digital man and shit yep. wouldn't love be em. as rushed as they are to you now no, without Getty but, but, singing them. But, but, okay. You wouldn't so. still be like, that bass line, I don't care who sang that shit, that bass line is retarded. Right. So, um, what's the... Um,
2: so you know the Yes album drama, right? Of course, Contentious sure, of album. of course. Yeah, I love it. You know the song doesn't really happen. Yes, I do. Classic Chris Squire bass line. (singing) That beginning, right? (singing) Think about that guy playing Digital Man. You're like, it's awesome. Chris Squire playing Digital course, Man, yeah, It yeah. slays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's is different. Everything's exactly the same. Baby, Getty's baby, singing baby, on it. Baby, baby, Neil's baby, playing baby. drums on it. All the synths are the same. Yeah. Everything, but the bassline's gone. Getty's bassline. That and it's now delicious it's, Chris
1: Squire, it's it, Chris Squire playing and It's playing. De-
2: it's still de- a de- de- Rick. De- yeah. de- right back to the Rick. Right. He's playing the Rick and You're like song rules. It's awesome. But if you take that song and you say now John Anderson's singing it. Right. Right. And you're like that song. I don't know if that song rules anymore. No. Right. What if Getty Lee sings Roundabout? <laughs> I'm all right with that. <laughs> but it, but it's not yes, right? Right. Fair enough.
0: Okay. What if he sings "Don't Kill the Whale"?
2: Right. Yeah. Right. 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 I don't know. What if? Uh, but yet, ironically, in all of this, right. Very first yes record I ever owned myself was
0: Drama, which oh, is yeah. the non-John Anderson record. I, w- first I was one, first, a, first first one I ever owned was John Anderson record. I got it at like a like a party i was probably 10 and there was some sort of like yankee oh God, it must swap have been like thing or something oh 10, that's a good idea <clears throat> it was going 10, it was going for the one. Oh boy and i just if remember like 10 and hearing at home and being like that's, nope yeah that's that, that hard for me to like, take
1: yeah. yeah that's hard for me to take right now
0: yeah
1: but if you to listened to it it would have been basically the equivalent of a 10 year old mm-hmm. taking mushrooms yeah that you know, you song never going for the one is great yeah, though. Yeah, it's I great. I, yep. and I don't assignment. think it's a terrible record. No. It's not my favorite, right. but yeah. it's okay. Awaken
2: is fantastic. Mm. I, I, that, that's a sidelong piece. What about
1: that's
2: uh, right up there with? Uh, I think it's better than Nu and I. Yeah. I, I think it's it's better than a lot of their stuff. It's better what about,
0: than most uh, of
1: Topographic Oceans. What about? Uh, and I love Topographic Oceans. Uh, what I want to ask about is what about uh, Power Windows? Remember
2: when that record <laughs> came out? And I, I do. And
1: Guy, I, let me. Can I say I this? So I much... want to get the, the satisfaction of this. Okay. Without being mean. <laughs> no, no. And because I've always been jealous you'll, of this. You'll see what he means later. Yeah. I've always <laughs> been jealous of this. Um, so when Power Windows came out, we were losing our cool for, I want to say, at least months yeah. or however long before it came out you heard. Yeah. Back in the pre internet radio yeah. and magazine days. And. Um, We were like, oh, my God, the new record's going to come out. Back then, you never even heard the single until it was time, until they played it on the radio, you know? And uh, we, this record came out, and fucking Guy was afraid of it. Yeah? Yeah, like, he got it. He actually got it before I did. He conned his mom into getting it before I could get one. Yeah. And the first time, he either, I don't want to, I wouldn't put words in his mouth. Right. Either heard the whole thing or part of it, yeah, and had the record cover and to like look at it, yeah, and put it away, and refused to have fucking anything to do with it for like a long time after yeah. it came out. He was a, and I said, you don't hate it like you so you hate it so mad You're angry. He's like, no, it makes me uncomfortable. Like I fucking it makes me have an anxiety attack. I cannot fucking listen to that record. It yeah. scares the shit out of me. Yeah, and um, right, it's could- such a visceral reaction to it. Yeah, that um I I was like jealous of it like I wish I understood it at that level right. because I was uncomfortable about it because it's so um oddly dark right. Kinda weird. Signals does too. People say those Cynthy records they are so bright, All of them and I'm like, dark, yeah. "Oh my god, they fucking make me want to kill myself." I swear Especially to God, Greece I'm under
2: pressure. Yeah, it's that awful, right? In, in a
1: good way. Yeah, when yeah. I got
2: when yeah. I got that record, I was fourteen. The but, enemy
1: within makes me want to fucking light my yeah. neighborhood on fire. And
2: and yeah. and B C N had been playing. They they played like four or five tracks. Yeah, and I was taping them off the radio. Yeah. I'd just yep. be out. You know, my dad would be like, go out and rake the hour. He yarn. was
1: like, vigilant right. about having a radio with him. Yeah. And as soon as it would, the first note of a Rush thing or whatever, he would record it. Yeah. So he was the first one with a library of, like, tape of off the radio. Of, like, right. I have almost a whole Rush album. <laughs> God, we're the worst. And, and
2: and when that album came out and I got it, I got it and I, I greeted it with open arms and, right. and uh, I was 14 and... I'd heard it, almost maybe half or more of the record, so I was familiar with it, yeah. and the other songs that were there weren't creepy or weird or strange, I just, I really embraced it, Yeah. and got to yeah. see them live, and everything was great in Rushland, right. I had all these old records still to go, I'm like, right. there's still records I don't know, yeah, yeah. I'm still catching up, right? Power Windows comes out, and you're like, there's another Rush record, it can happen again? Right. This happens every year? This is yeah. incredible. <laughs> I can't believe this, <laughs> yeah. but and maybe it maybe it's hormonal. Right. I don't know. But at 15, Ooh, a different amazing. person. Yeah. I've seen the band live now. I, I've caught up on all the oh, old records. Pretty. This record they're not really promoting. Right. Uh, the same way they've got the big money. That video. I don't know if that came out before or after the record was out. But that's that's the song. It's right. got a video, and I'm like, okay. And, and, and for me, it was weird because it always sounded like two songs. Because remember, if th- that song ends, yeah, and then Alex comes back in with a guitar riff, yep, right. they just vamp out, right? Yeah, yeah. So I always used to end it right mm-hmm. at that end because I thought another song was starting, right? right? So when, when it actually, I'm like, oh, really? That wasn't another song? That was the <laughs> song? I always cut it off with my taping right? Yeah. But they weren't playing anything else. Right. So seven more songs were completely unknown to me the right. day I got it. Yeah. And again, like I said, hormonal, you're 15, you're different, right? Yeah. And and, and I, I listened to it, and by the time I got, I don't know, you know, somewhere in the middle of listening to this thing, I got to Manhattan Project, and yeah. I'm like, this is like a history lesson documentary. <laughs> right. This is way too, this is not rock and roll and right. I want to go see the band live. I'm upset.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Did we really get up in planes and bomb people to death? And the guys were like, you know, the Big Bang shook the world. I'm like, this is way, this is way beyond. Hey, listen, here's a song. The album previously, a friend of mine died. I'm like, I can relate to that. Actually, I had a young friend at that time die, and I was like, I can relate to that. It's a dark song, and it's tragic. Really hard to get through, and you're like. But I understand it. There's was like, "Hey, remember in history when we bombed people <laughs> to death and right. then did it again, right. and used weapons that nobody's ever used right. before or yep. since we developed them before anybody else could, and then used them and proved that they did exactly what they said right. they would do? It would melt people and buildings to the ground forever." Here's our right, nuts. here's our here's our which is not here's our five and, and a half the right here's our come on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Here's our five and a half minute song
2: about it. That's really technically and right. you're like, it's, I'm out. This is gets go,
1: gone too far.
0: Yeah,
1: right. And, and, and I think Neil's, that's what and that's, Neil's lyric even in that one is disturbing in the fact that he's like, you're thinking about a massive global event that affected humanity. <laughs> right. I'm gonna call out the pilot. Right. Of right. the fucking plane that flew that imagine shit over what, Nagasaki. Right, right. Wait, wait. He's taking it Imagine you, the pilot of Enola Gay right. flying out of the shockwave on that
2: August right. day. So I'm, like
1: what? So I'm like,
2: a 15-year-old kid who's still in wow. high school and he's going macro on me yeah. with <laughs> imagine what the pilot who was carrying the bombs the to get bomb right. to completely wipe out an entire nation. Yeah. Imagine what he thought. (laughs) Drum roll. I'm like, I I cannot reconcile that subject matter and and a drum solo. You know, it it made no kind of sense. It was overwhelming. That's that's it. The basic of it is, as best I can remember, it overwhelmed me. There were seven new songs to take in all at once. Brian hadn't heard it, so I had no way to, but he's like, I was, stoked. I, he's I was like, that like, oh, guy got a car. He already had told me, like, yeah. he's like my mom me. already told me she went to Strawberries right. and bought he's me like, one oh, today man. while I was at school. I was like, oh, I'm going to ride my Schwinn Stingray over immediately <laughs> when right. I get home. And then he gets to me and I'm cowering like, I'm in not the basement. It. He's like, I'm not playing any more of this. He's like, well, I want to listen to it. I'm like, nope, can't listen to it. It's
1: I'm like, well, let me take it home then. He's like, no, no
2: sure it's not. frightening. We should just, All uh, right, oh, let me, let me look
1: at it. No, don't look at it. That is fucked, minute. yeah. And that record...
0: Middletown Dream. It's, it's become so dark. dark. Yeah,
1: um, Rut Ru- Ru- Can I... T- I Dave again. Monaghan has always complained... Not complained, it's the wrong word. Said, that's why I don't like Rush. It's too bright. Man, a, a, a huge... Rush had a very positive meaning for me overall in life. But, man, a lot of it's really, really dark to me. It's yeah. not bright at all. Yeah. And the, and the bright sounds that people think of, maybe? Right. Are in sharp contrast to what the songs are about or something. Like, I, I don't think of. Like, some of the darkest ones to me, maybe, are ones people don't think are dark. Everybody. Subdivisions is very dark. Right. I think Vital Signs is really dark. I think Between yeah. the Wheels is very dark. I think yeah. The Enemy Within the is. Enemy Within, yeah. Forget it, right? Yeah. Like, um, Witch Hunt. Witch Hunt. Right? I mean, if you think about the list of Rush songs that you would consider dark, it's a deep, 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 deep thing. Yeah. But people go, it sounds so much fun. Yeah. Even the camera eye. The, the, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Or um, some of the ones that are obviously dark are obviously dark. I would say, like um, Jacob's, Jacob's Ladder. Jacob's yeah. Ladder, yeah. Nuts. It's like an opera. Yeah. But what about, and some of them that, that maybe should have more darkness in them don't. The second half of Cygnus, you know, the hemispheres thing is very bright and upbeat and, yeah. and the Grecian or Roman gods of Olympus or whatever they are. Um, Cygnus X1 used to, like, remember, I think it was but the first of how part from to Farewell to Kings of Cygnus X1?
0: Yeah. Spinning, yeah, whirling, and yeah. shit, still the that sound. That that's dark. Me. That yeah. scares
1: the shit out yeah. of me. Yeah. We would listen to that and get really high when I was younger. I, like uh, I think natural science is kind of scary. Yeah. In a lot of ways... Musically, it's a little bit threatening. Um, I would say a lot of the, I, the... YYZ is very aggressive to me. There's a dark, menacing thing yeah. to it. But people don't get that out of Rush yeah. at all, which is interesting. A lot of people think it's... No, it's very bright and it's too optimistic. And I
2: think uh, they conflate two things, which is the sound and then the the, the the subject matter and the mood, right. you know? So, you know, a song like Territories is just coming at you on every signal. I mean, there's right. there's, there's so much high end on that thing. There's so many keyboards, sequencers, yep. Getty's screaming his, yeah. you know. Nuggets <laughs> off. <laughs> he, he, he's just, he can't help himself, right? He's almost going back to early records with that with that with that song. You know? Yep. Oh just, yeah, that's amazing. Right? And it's really bright. You know, in treble. A lot of a lot yeah. of, but but it's not a real bright song. Right. If you use the term bright
1: interesting that you put it as, that way, as a subject matter. So with, I think people um,
2: conflate that like, ah, oh, they're too toppy, too right. bright, too harsh, too yeah, yeah. metallic. It just comes at me. I'm like so if they all detuned and
1: right. and, and, yeah, yeah. And, and, and and just Instead it's more of like black metal. People don't get that. They're like, it's yeah. just tinny. Right. And I'm like, no, it's really bright. Yeah, you took that EQ scoop and you just, just
2: killed yeah. all the top end. Right. It would be awesome for you. It's like, well, it would be better than it is because I don't like that. So yeah. it's a it's a, it's a, a style. Right. You know? you know, people like, you know. Yep. Who only eat, you know, Wagyu or, you know, Kobe beef are just really not going to, you know. Right. Right? Strip steak is never going to satisfy. They, they might eat it, but they're like, I'm never going to like it. Right. Right. I'm just not. I, I can understand it. I conceptualize it. I don't like it. Yeah. Right. There's plenty of people. I I know music. I I have over a thousand bands, and I I can hear Rush, and I'm like, I just I get it. I don't yeah. like it. I know, you know a lot of
1: people like that. Sure. That
2: re- friends and, and that and the, they are a weird cocktail they respect of stuff. I have no idea. Me if I, enough
1: to be like, no, no, I get it. Do you guys understand that? Care.
2: If you found Rush when you were thirty, yeah. Maybe it doesn't stick. Yeah. I have no idea yeah. I found every band that I've ever been interested in when I did yeah A- and and some of it was harder fought yeah. than others some right. stuff again we, we earlier before uh, we, we started the podcast we were talking about Uriah Heap, oh, Right. Uh, you know Heap. band that started in the 60s in the in, in Britain in the UK you know and I've been trying since I was probably you know well you know when I found rush 12 13 14 yeah. to to this day, to try to get into that band. <laughs> I've got, That's you know, 40 right, LPs, 20 right. remastered CDs. Right. I I I And
1: even, they're stoked because you bought every reissue everything. remastered. Of Imagine if there was a, a
0: world where that like if at one point it you just were like you could turn in some sort of like report and they'd be like, okay, well we will you since you spent this much money and time, there you get go. a check for, like, $1,600. $1, right. $1, oh, especially if you still don't he... like us, well, then you get a refund, right, my yeah, friend. Right, well, good right, on yeah. you.
2: Thanks for being a soldier. Thanks for trying Thanks for being over a, you. you right? You. Uriah Heap Army. Thank you, <laughs> right. my friend.
1: Right. Well, you tried us out for 20 Thank you. <laughs> thank you. 20 what the, and you, what? Wait, and you you bought the same album five times? What the hell is that? I mean, thank you very much. Did you
2: really think the deluxe edition was going to maybe that's the magic right? right those those you know
1: well it's whatever it take is. takes seven that, uh, those, you didn't um, hear the demos
0: so right
2: of take, it, it, is, take it seven w- of easy living is going to finally right. send me over i'm like this was the one god gary Thane had right. it on that one listen let me tell I you about get this. it now i've I got a two
1: disc i've got a two disc bootleg version of a abominog come over to my house <laughs> And I also got this repressing 180-gram copy of Very Heavy, Very Humble. And when we listen to them, you're going to become a Uriah Heep fan. How about this? I'm not a fan. Really? I know every record. When it came out, who was the singer, what? Why? What oh. is wrong with us? It's all their fault. So, so right. I know. That's it what is. Rush is what it is. started that, where you're like, read, read the liner notes. See what that guy likes. Yep.
0: So, Very true. So winding it down. Yes. Let's, let's do that uh, a little. just fine. Yeah. Let's uh, not get in. This is me. Any... Uh, so Rush. Real. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna put the whole thing out.
2: Listening, yeah. listening to this is probably gonna be like listening to a Rush record. Yeah. yeah. It's a Some mess. Kids. It's all over the right. place. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. So right. like a Rush record, I recommend like everybody
1: it. listen to it. Just listen to it over and over yeah. until it makes sense. Right. Yeah. Thirty
0: years, forty right. years, right. right? Yeah. So I think for the listener and and just us, we have. Or You know, hopefully this, if you're like a huge Rush fan, you might still be listening to this. If you're not, and you are you are still listening to this, you know, go out and, you know, listen to the first episode we did about Rush. And we kind of talked more about the actual music that, yeah. that yeah. got us what, what into I, it. What, I, what sort I like of to say is what's songs. interesting
1: is this was about Rush. This was an emotional uh, outlet for us to finally get together and talk about the fact that Neil had passed. Yeah. And I think what's an amazing testament to him and to the band is that it led in so many different directions where even as upset as we are that he's gone, we couldn't resist talking about every other thing that came to our mind. Almost coming to blows about ACDC. And that's what part of makes it amazing is that this dude taught me that every kind of music matters is, it isn't about how hard it is to play, it's about, do you love it? Yeah. And so even in a conversation about him leaving us, which has been an emotional experience for all of us, we were like, we still have, even if we're going to talk about Neil, that's fine, but we also need to talk about yeah. this, right. and yeah, this, yeah, and course. this, you you know what? Scott. You and Scott. Exactly. And that tells me the whole story, that this man influenced me in a million ways, but most importantly, much there. broader than being about him. It's about, he taught me about music, Yeah. and to this day, that's a big thing to me, and it matters to me, and I'm really sad that he's gone, and I'll miss him literally for the rest of my life. I'll yeah. never, ever not m- fucking miss that he appeared. We'll never, ever surprise show up on some late night show and right. play a drum kit for five minutes.
2: I yeah. agree. He, he definitely transcended being just the, the really great drummer in the band, right. or a lyricist or whatever, and became a teacher. I yeah. mean, certainly yeah. Brian and I both, we, we gravitated to the drums primarily 100% because of him. Yeah. yeah, We both wanted to play, be yeah. that guy.
1: Every drummer before as as him, including yeah. Gene Krupa, who I consider the greatest drummer. And I got a drum set, and
2: he got a drum set shortly thereafter. As soon as we could con <laughs> right. our parents yeah. into yeah. getting us drum sets and letting that yeah. thing, because of him. letting a drum yeah. set live in the house, yeah. we just put on Rush records. And up yeah.
1: until then, my drum, Gene Krupa, those guys, yeah. I was a fan. Yeah. I wanted to hear them play the That's drums right. on a record. Yeah. That's the He was the dude that made me go, I want to get a drum. Right.
2: Amen. That right? that is the literally like yeah. I had
1: been a Gene Krupa obsessive, going, right. "Oh my God, I have every it. recording right. of Sing, Sing', want Sing want ever," it. and I was right. blown away. Yeah. yeah. And then when I heard "Moving Pictures," I was like, "In that was the first time I put sh- weird shit in my room together to see if yeah, I could do that fucking, fucking to, song to yeah. tap on it." Right. We, yeah. we said and that, now I want to play it. Right. So of course, as a player, so inspiring, it changes your right. life to yeah. the point where you, oh, you made me into a player. Yeah. And that. Yeah, he's a legend that will never, ever be, come on, dude, he's one of the greatest, no no greatest drummer list of any kind in any genre of music that ever exists henceforth from now that doesn't include Neil Peart in the top three places is bogus. The list is bogus. Right. Yeah. You just disregard it. What metal drummers, some of the most extreme metal dudes that make me fear for my life when I watch them play a blast beat, yeah. the first thing they will cop to you is like, oh, the solo on Exit Day's Live. Right, yeah. Right. He's one of the greatest drummers of all time, and drummers from everything from jazz, rock, prog rock, metal, country, drummers that, from the biggest drummers in the world to drummers in basements, yeah. worship at the altar of who he is, yeah. and it's real, and he's not somebody that will ever get better because he died, in the legend, he really was that ridiculous. Yeah, He's incredible. And one, one of the, of the best those... musicians to ever live, period. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then one of those bands, too, that I never wanted to
0: hide from people. There was always certain bands where I'm like, I want too many people to get in. But Rush, I was always like... Try to put it on anyt- everybody. Yeah, you want it. In. And anytime someone showed a tiny interest, you'd be like, all right,
1: come on in. Let's. Yep, and then it, so many people would be freaked out by how much you cared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that and, got a little
2: much. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, yeah. They, they
1: didn't get it, and... Yeah. Um, you certainly had to dial that back with the ladies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good point. And yet... As a kid, what was funny was when I would wear, like, this moving pictures tour shirt to school every single day when it smelled like a foot. Like, I didn't even take a shower or whatever. And I would get beat up by football jocks. Yeah. And they'd be like, nice shirt, faggot. And they'd punch me out or whatever. Yeah. I'd wear that shit the next day on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Like, bring... Okay. Right. I'm not giving up on this. It was yeah. one of the first things where I said, I won't do that in front of you if it's going to make you beat me up. Right. But I'm not giving up on this. Yeah. And... And then it became. They became a household name, and not be just
0: because of like Tom Sawyer, but just because it's an amazing. They became um, just a well-respected band.
1: It's an amazing point. story of of. Uh, how if you absolutely one hundred percent stick to your guns, and what you're sticking to is legitimately righteous. Yeah. You win. Yeah. Period. If you yeah. can, eventually you will win. Even right. if it's after somebody dies. You were right the whole time. Yeah,
0: and it's it's all those. It's almost,
1: you know what? It, honest to God, it's Disney like. It's almost the story of Rush, almost is not real. Yeah, polite Canadian kids playing in a church basement to become one of the most important things on the planet, even though everybody resists it for fifty years. And And after fifty years of the the fucking man. Going against it actively that no, no yeah, actually we're right. That's yeah. true. And that
0: yeah. is Yeah, and it's all those stories you you were telling about like the interviews where they would just sort of throw these subtle jabs and like, oh, <laughs> Getty's the singer. Like, fuck you. Like that and just the fans like you, like, no, I'm not giving up. I'm this is Right my fucking band that's that's mine. And
1: and that they God damn it! They literally did that when I was little, and I first saw the first time I ever saw an interview with them where they treated the guy that way.
0: Yeah.
1: But and by treating, I don't mean treating the reporter in a negative way. Right. But treating the whole thing with contempt, like. Don't don't try to bait us with some bullshit. This is what. It changed my life, and I know that that gets thrown around so much, but they they fucking changed my life and made me who I am right now. Yeah. And Neil Peart facilitated that because the drums on that record are probably the thing as a drum nut since I was a little kid that made me go, oh, I have to listen to this twice, right? three times, four times. Oh, I have to literally stay awake overnight and listen to this under the fucking right. covers on this cassette player. Yeah. And I have to absolutely make sure guy fucking hears this at the first fucking thing in the morning. Right. That drums, like... Tom Sawyer which even is one of the most overplayed things of all time right. is still one of the f- sickest drum licks you will ever yeah. hear in your life yeah. yeah when you hear it
0: it's still yeah. I'm and, gonna and
1: listen to it I'm not gonna turn
2: and it and most out. drummers wouldn't try it and if right. they did they they it would take them a long time yeah. it's nuts it, it's know, really like nuts that. And, and even, really even great players Yeah. Neil himself uh, the, the player that he that he was mm. would tell you it was a struggle every night to play yeah. that song yeah. Yeah. it's I wrote it hard yeah it was really interesting and it was hard from day one oh, yeah. and in 2015
0: it's still hard <laughs> yeah when well, you watch any video footage <laughs> yep. from the from it's the first video song. of it to
1: right know. what's crazy is if you watch neil not so much getty or alex they getty and alex always historically to me to me this is personal have had a lot of fun on stage yeah there's a gag. I'm going to fuck with Getty. You know, Alex is always, always, as far as I can tell, sort of historically faded. If you go had seats on Alex's side, you got robbed because he spent a lot of time fucking with Getty. Yeah. And like getting behind him right. when he's trying to sing. Um, Neil, I don't think I ever can honestly ever say I saw Rush play where he was not 100% at work yeah. the yeah. entire time. Oh, yeah, the yeah. show. Yeah. He's at work right now. Yeah. Nine to five. Like, yeah. this is my job. Don't fucking talk to me. I have to get this done. Yeah. And, uh, and those three personalities was is what made them. like. Of course. Like and and, and to watch that, him like. as a player, I would sit so many millions of times at the drum kit trying to play, a, not a song. Right. I don't want right. to make that distinction. I'm not a drummer. I'm a kid. I'm a guy that likes drums and I play the drums a little. Right trying to play a piece of a Rush song that you're like, I bet I could learn this right. part, which yeah. is cool. the cool part. right? You learn with him that uh, early on that to do any Rush show at any time that that band ever took the stage yeah. was a monumental task of right. manhood, yeah. of, of of godliness. Like, you seriously played that entire set. Right. From day one, yeah. every Rush show, think of that playing ru- drums in that band is not an easy yeah, gig. Yeah, and not at all. he but he made it look like it didn't he, he just yeah. made it look like he was amazing godlike dude but he, yeah yeah head down just and and so widely respected I think it's worth pointing out how if in 2020 in the internet era with the blah 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 and the Instagram and the everything if you can die at his level and not have the world know about it for days, you command a, an aura of respect and clout yeah. that I bow to. Yeah. Because there isn't a fucking hip-hop star. There's nobody on the planet that can tell the world, this is what's going on in my life. Don't tell anybody. Right. And nobody, nobody has a word to say about right. it. That says everything there is to say about Neil Peart. Yeah. Everybody across the planet respected him universally. He's the professor. And that's yeah. the end of it. Period. Yeah. If you don't, it's cool. Just don't say anything about it. Yeah. You don't get it. Right. Even if you're if you, if you're not... You Seeing know. the Beastie Boys open with a Rush song. Come on. Right. Universally respected at a level where his drumming is Steve Gadd-like. Right. You know, like uh, uh, Jeff Piccaro-like.
0: It,
2: uni- Licks that you, nobody can right. touch.
1: Universally right. known and untouchable. Yeah. Right. And I think everybody from... Dave Lombardo, to the most hipster of jazz dudes, will right. tell you that Neil Peart was the greatest, yeah. drum, one of the greatest drummers that's ever played. Yeah, and I'm gonna miss him for the rest of my life. It's never gonna get easy. Yeah, it's gonna be weird every time I put on a record. Yeah, and it's the first time I've ever gone through that with somebody I didn't know. Yeah, and it's weird, but I'm kind of in a weird way. I'm glad I lived through it. Like I got to be old enough to have to deal with something so fucking weird, and. It's going to, like, make me a bigger person. So even in death, as melodramatic as it may seem, Neil Peart is going to influence what I'm doing. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. There's no way he can't now. And you know what? And he did it. It's positive. Every influence he had on me in my entire life for decades was positive. And I can't say that about anybody, including my own parents. Yeah. Where every single influence you had on me was positive. The only way
2: it was negative was to my wallet. Yeah, yeah. All the drums I bought and all
1: the records. That wasn't... Like, yeah, but think about how much you enjoy every yeah, one of them. See, when yeah. I look at the drum that was the first drum I ever got when I was 10 right now and go, oh, how much fun is it going to be to play doubles on that? It didn't cost me a dime, bro. That's fucking... I'm so glad I did everything I ever did because of those guys. Yeah, I wouldn't have ever owned a drum without him. Probably not. That was the thing that made me dare get my ass kicked to beg my father to get me a snare drum to play drums right. at school when yeah. I was 10. Like, that's that right. was it. Yeah. That was it. Right that's, there was... That's exactly it. A tape, a copy off a of WCOZ oh, of <laughs> fucking Spirit of Radio was it. Like, I was like, no, dude, Dad, please. You don't need a drum, God damn it. And I would listen to... I got one at Redbox Cheddar, and I knew, I was like, I'm gonna run away if I can't get this drum right now. I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. And that's amazing to me. Yeah. And I still feel that right now. Yeah. Totally exactly what it was. Like... Like it was yesterday. Nice, amazing. Well, listener, if you're still here, three hours <laughs> and seven minutes
0: later, please uh, let us know what you've thought of this, and you know how you feel about Neil and Rush and the effect uh, they've had on your life. Uh, and I think this is the you know we would have done this with the, with with this thing not recording.
1: We would have been That's just sitting right. here. Would have been the same the shit, thing. So. You know what is funny is all it was we led up to it. at some point we decided to turn the thing on yeah this yeah. is what was happening before it's yeah. going to keep happening yeah. right
0: now yeah. that's right yeah. that's right <laughs> I'm going to head stop so thanks again for listening and peace thank you too for doing this
1: no this was amazing yeah, thanks, thank you for it. even though it was maybe a shit show whatever it turns out to be it was amazing to finally get together with you guys because yeah. this has been a tough thing to go through yeah and this is the first time I've got to be with my people yeah. during this yeah And uh, so thank you.